The Dean of American Cookery, the late, great James Beard, called Brunswick stew one of America's most famous dishes. At a recent Saturday morning fundraiser in Richmond, John D. Clary was cooking up a big batch of stew. In this 95-gallon pot, we have uh, 200 pounds of chickens, 150 pounds of potatoes, 90 pounds of onions, 9 gallons of tomatoes, 9 gallons of corn, and 21 gallons of butter beans. 7 ounces of salt, 7 ounces of pepper, 6 pounds of sugar. And that's it. And 7 miles of love. 7 hours of love, yes, and a lot of muscle. The thick porridge-like stew needs constant stirring, and men take turns with maple wood paddles the size of canoe oars. John D. uses brute strength to open 16-pound cans of butter beans. Clary, who has been cooking it for more than 30 years, is a stew master. That's an honorary title bestowed by your peers after you've been cooking long enough and your stew is tasty enough to have its own following of loyal customers. Been doing this since 1972, so that's 34 years. That's a long time to cook stew. Just a labor of love. The origin of Brunswick stew, like its consistency, is a little bit murky and hotly contested. Both Georgia and Virginia claim the original Brunswick stew. John D. from Lawrenceville in Brunswick County, Virginia, takes pride in his local story. Brunswick County, Virginia is the original home. I don't care what Georgia says or anybody else. It was first cooked in, uh, in the banks of the Nottoway River in 1828 by a gentleman they called Uncle Jimmy Matthews. He was a cook for Colonel Creed Haskins, who was a delegate over at the state capitol. And uh, basically, they were men were hunting one day. Jimmy was cooking. And probably the first Brunswick stew was made with squirrel. Because what they had killed the day before, and that's what he cooked. All good recipes evolve with the times, and over the years, chicken replaced squirrel as the main ingredient. Young stew master Childs Cridlin says consistency is key, but no two batches are ever the same. Depending upon the vegetables, uh, the corn can be sweeter than other times, the beans can be more tart than other times. Uh, chicken can taste a little saltier, so we always uh, save a little bit till the end. Sometimes you can, you can uh, always add more, but you can never take away. Stirring up a pot of Brunswick stew is about more than just cooking. Childs Cridlin says it's a small-town southern tradition that's about friendship, about raising money for a good cause, and about community. Brunswick stew is kind of the glue that holds it together. There's a cultural aspect of it, you know, and then as the other people come around that help us from one stew to the other, they add their stories. You find out about different people in the community. After six hours of cooking and stirring, John D. declares that the stew is ready. An assembly line forms as men ladle out 600 quarts of stew from the two massive stew pods. These are packaged by high school students, and they'll sell the stew and make a tidy little profit for their marching band. John D. and his crew wash down the pots before heading back to Lawrenceville. But he offers one last piece of advice, not about cooking Brunswick stew, but about eating it. Once the seasoning get into the product, it's a whole lot better. What you tasted today is not as good as it's going to be tomorrow. And it's even going to be better a week from now. I'm Nancy King for VFH Radio at the Virginia Foundation for the Humanities.